0: $1.98 one Get rid of that
1: It's two o'clock. You're listening to mutiny radio fm in sf. It's time for some call me Tim here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We are awaiting LaToya, the sheriff of truth, coming in. We have a very special guest today, Megan of San Francisco Standard. We're going to be talking about an amazing opportunity tomorrow for you to see women comedians and experience women-owned businesses in San Francisco, all coalescing At San Francisco Standard For Women's History Month And so funny That the word men and his Is in Women's History Month Uh, We're going to be right back In a few And uh, keep it tuned Mutiny Radio
0: Are you tired Of swimming through a sea Of podcasts MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced (laughs) McRat.
2: International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code breaking, quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the US government and it's personal as the enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents perhaps including his partner john wessex the enigma brokers is the first book of the john clooney thrillers get it on amazon
0: billy Bob, you ever want to be funny
3: well my dogs
4: think i'm funny daryl
0: well i mean you ever want to be
1: Uh, we're here for some call me tim and it is a wednesday and it's a glorious wednesday in san francisco Mm -hmm. and i am joined by latoya the sheriff of truth good afternoon and also from san francisco standard megan
5: yay welcome welcome back thank you it's been a couple of years since i've been on this thing
6: yeah it's been before the pandemic oh like even
5: years before that wow yeah
6: it was another decade
5: Basically. <laughs> well,
1: so tell us what uh, SF San Francisco Standard is all about. It's here in the neighborhood, and I hadn't heard about it until I was introduced by uh, Toya. So what's uh, tell us all about it.
5: Can't believe you haven't heard of it, because we're everywhere, literally. Now, we are... Uh... San Francisco's newest multimedia publication. We cover everything from politics to arts and culture to just you know all the general things that are happening in San Francisco and as you know this is a very complicated city. (laughs) So we are here to break it down for local San Franciscans and you know tell everybody or help everybody know their city better.
1: Yeah. So your yeah. your print your print publication. We are
5: not. Oh. We are not a print publication. We're actually multimedia. So you can find us online at sfstandard dot com. Uh, we also have an amazing social media presence. You can add us mm-hmm. on Twitter sfstandard, same deal with Instagram, um, and we're exploring other avenues like TikTok and things like that. So.
1: So in San Francisco, what what has changed on the art scene that you would say, in through the pandemic? That you've seen through your watching, what's happening in the culture? What would you say is like the the biggest change?
5: Ooh, way to put me on the spot. I'm sorry. (laughs) You talk about anything you want. I'm just curious (laughs) because I, I mean, I know from
1: my perspective what thing, but I'm only on the comedy side. But I'm wondering about all the arts, like there a gallery. Are people people were allowed to go to galleries during the pandemic? But nobody was.
5: I mean, there's like there's you know we were talking about this the other day. It's. San Francisco has just just gotten more creative, right, with how we're doing art. Like one thing that I've noticed is there's like this crazy immersive art scene where you're going to all these empty buildings and you're supposed to be uh, experiencing what it'd be like to be in the Vatican. Um, Or
1: (laughs) the frito Kahlo one is right now. They just had the Picasso one. Yes, yes.
5: So there's a lot of that happening um also you know a lot of comedy shows and other types of shows moved outdoors sure which i i've always really liked that you know i used to in as a teen work at virgin megastore on market street and one of the things i've always really liked was seeing like the live music performances outside we used to have this guy that dressed and i mean this man looked exactly like jimi hendrix and he would come out there and he would do his thing and that's what i did on my breaks. so a lot of that happening you know because Obviously, we were in this period where we couldn't be indoors. So just seeing, like, everything happen outside. The murals, um, you know, the demonstrations, sure. all the different things like that. And, of course, the the great use of public space.
6: Yeah. I like I really like and appreciate the way that you guys use the salon, basically, at uh, SF Standard. They have kind of like, um, um, well, it is a salon of basically where they do, like, different, like, uh, uh, have different guests. Like, there was the um, Jan from Yan Kin Cook. Oh my god, I oh love
5: yeah, King cook. That was I the one. That was the one. He <laughs> was... was
1: so inspirational to me as a child. I know. Like to me and I got to see him at a um at a county fair once years ago, and it was just, I can't believe he's still around. He's so inspirational, just, and I remember him as a child on PBS. Totally.
5: First of all, this man does not age. Age, I don't know what he's doing, what what he's eating, what water he's drinking, but he came and he was looking exactly like I remember him as a child. Exactly.
1: It was, when I was in seventh grade, I remember it was one of the first things I made for my family. It was hot and sour soup, because I watched him do it, and this is before you could go on the internet and copy paste, or look in, I mean, you'd have to go to the library and look up a recipe, but I sat in front of it and I wrote everything down. And I remember being in seventh grade and I, the pork and he pounded it and then he used cornstarch, all these things. And I wrote it all down and then I made it for my family and they were like, oh, maybe we should let you do this once a week. But it was Dan <laughs> Can Cook on Saturday mornings instead of watching cartoons that like changed my life. Yeah, yeah. He, he,
5: he definitely shaped, you know, the way we all view you know just asian cooking and the culture and everything um, so he came to the san francisco standard yeah. and he did a demonstration he did all the classic moves with the knife and then he deboned um, a chicken in 11 seconds oh serve. my god and so he did, he did it all he did the knife tricks the he kni- gave yeah. us knives and everything I, I have a knife at home i'm not using it cuz i'm not trying to chop my fingers off right i'll take you it know, i'm a little scared <laughs> but um, he just brought a lot of great energy and that's really when i realized you know we could use this this space because yeah. we're trying to bring, what we're doing is we're bringing these stories to life. Sure. Right? So we write about arts and culture, all these other things, politics. Now we're creating a space where people could actually come and and get to know us, but right. also just have this really great experience. And this is something that people have wanted to do for two years now, right. is have this human connection. So this is timely, um, and it, it was just so much fun. So then after that, we did a Black History Month event, where I actually brought in four chefs city-based. So wow. we had, we had a little bit of Ethiopia in there, Sure, you know, obviously African American food that was vegan. We had someone from, um, Senegal, like it was, it was just all over the place. We had live music performances, a lot of art, you know, it was really exciting and vendors. So we really wanted to encourage people to support black businesses and just know that we're here. We exist. Yeah. You know,
1: There's a new show on Netflix called High on the Hog, and it's all about African-American cuisine and where it derives from in Africa. And the first one, they're talking about Benin and the Ivory Coast and all the different foods that trace back. And I was just like scintillated that so much of our culture that we don't recognize and our eyes are finally being opened like, oh, we're woke now that so much of our culture is a shared culture. And yet we're still like dividing Right, right, yeah. right. So I'm like, food, bring us together for the love of God. Like, <laughs> what food is happening? brings
5: us together. When we break bread, that's when stuff gets real. So it's it was really exciting to do that. And we'll have some civic events, you know, some panel discussions with politicians and things like yeah. that. But what we're doing tomorrow Ooh, now is... Now that's the story right Yeah, that's the story. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm over the moon about what this. What we're doing tomorrow, and I just read bios for all of these uh, comedians, and you know, I'm really moved uh, especially Tammy T. Love. That's a that's a crazy story yeah. So we're doing a, a live comedy show tomorrow at the San Francisco standard 2505 Mariposa, and we're gonna have four comedians Thank you so much Pam, um, for helping me put this together. I'm yeah. so
1: excited and the comedians are awesome. Uh, Heather rogue out of Sacramento is incredible and can't wait to get down here and Nicole Tran uh, out of San Jose has been uh, doing amazing things, and the Tammy T, Le- Tammy T. Love is. All- I was just on a, on a show with them uh, two weeks ago at Alameda Comedy Club, and I laughed so I was da- I was losing like the audience was. Cr- I was I was wiping tears, and it's like waterproof mascara be damned it's not real gave, because it was favorite. just oh my probably. god <laughs> i have. well i had no makeup. i was just wiping my face constantly i just couldn't stop so i as- mean
6: i just i really appreciate the fact that it's such a uh, each woman has their own it's very diverse number one number two they've walked in different realms of life yeah so it's different experiences from each different women so you're going di- to get different types of comedy yeah and we know how male dominated the comedy world totally is yeah
5: that's real you know? that's real it, 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 just like everything else is male dominated right mm-hmm. yeah. me, Can't have cast- nothing.
6: well it's and like i said <laughs>
1: women's history month has both men and his in it yeah mm. <laughs> with
6: men's history (laughs) did you you know that Women's History Month is turning 40 it started in 1982 Wow Yeah, during believe it or not during the Reagan administration of all things Wow well I've
1: learned learned some really interesting things about women's history this month when they were killing Italian witches, they didn't burn them. They liked to drown them. And they did it in a really interesting way. They put them in a bag with a stone and then they would put a live cat in there. And then they drown them all together. Because drowning a witch isn't bad enough. You've got to torture a cat and a woman at the same time.
5: Jesus. but Christ. do you know what cats do when they get in water so that's all bad. it's all crap. bad
1: oh. it's all mean and all bad and it's i'm torture. like Turture. it's it's terrible so i guess that's where let the cat out of the bag came from like dear god let oh, the cat no, no, out of no, the no. let the cat live anyways just women's history Month. there's so much just horrible <laughs> horrible stuff I, I delved into the witchcraft thing because I was like, let's see how they killed witches in the 1400s. Woo!
5: Well, we won't be talking about that tomorrow. No, no, <laughs> well, maybe.
1: I do have a lot of witchcraft jokes, oh, okay. though. okay. All right. So. I'm oh, cool, cool, cool. I I'm do. I, I identify as a witch. Okay. My pronouns are us and we. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have two cats. I like to bake. Don't
6: end up in a bag, girl. I'm a witch. I know. Get, let me out bag. of the bag. Don't end up in the bag. In so, the bay. Well, so, I'm, yeah, I'm excited for tomorrow. But it, yes, yeah, yes, it's yes.
5: gonna be great, and that, and so like you know, just like everybody's been wanting human connection and all these other things, they want to yeah. laugh too, right? Mm-hmm. Like we really need to look at ourselves, to look at everything, and just have a nice hearty laugh. So well, it's that, cathartic. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. there's so
6: much. I mean, it's a Debbie Downer every time I pick up my phone, and then there's something, you know, something's blown up or something bad in the government is happening, and so it's just <laughs> like, you know. But also with those items, since women's bodies are being attacked. Oh my God! You can turn those tragedies into comedy. Sure. To make fun of it, you know. It's yeah.
1: Yeah, but we do have to laugh because we're all. Holding our breath and we're forgetting to actually breathe and when you laugh you're getting more oxygen to your brain and things are you know it's it makes you we have to release that stuff it's like poison inside of us if we don't like express the scare I mean so this is the question I want to ask you about art have you noticed a difference in the past two years because of this pervasive fear that is upon us have you seen art sort of change the word everyone is using pivot but have you seen art change in any ways because I mean do you feel the oppressive fear and do you see it coming out on people's art or are we all just ignoring it
5: I do see it coming out and you know like the thing is I, I'm sick of the word pivot too but but it's the word that I think really describes San Francisco I mean I'm born and raised here mm. I've seen a lot of tragedy um happen in this town and I've seen us come back together and, and figure out what's going to happen next and what the new way of embracing everybody is. This is a, co- um, a city that's supposed to be inclusive, yeah. that's supposed to be exciting, a place where people come from all over the world because they just want to be themselves. Sure. That's what San Francisco is known for. So when we look at the art that's happening here, uh, whether it changes or pivots or whatever, like we're here for it. Sure. That's, that's what San Francisco is all about yeah
1: do you think that do you see like the raging gentrification as um so when I see all the people come in and I see all of these rich people I go what I see is that song um there's a whole lot of money in this motherfucker (laughs) I love
6: that song Ooh, we can curse there's a whole yeah
1: there's a whole lot so when I think of that then I go well their audience their audience for the art so on one hand I'm going like boo taking away affordable housing and but then I'm also like, you're the ones with money. You're the ones that can feed the art. Without money, art doesn't move along. You know, like.
5: Well, what I see when I experience gentrification—I mean, the, like I've been my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I'm around it, you know, I am a homeowner. Oh, I'm wow. not, and cool. I'm not getting rid of it. Congratulations! Thank you. What I see is um, just an opportunity for me to really dig my heels in. And let these rich folks know what they're dealing with when they come here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my town. You can be here and everything, but respect what was here before you. Don't right. come in here acting like you're going to, you know, push people out, treat people in a ill kind of way. That is why I'm so active in my community. That is why I work for SF Standard. Because yeah. I have a platform here to talk about arts and culture, to talk about all the other stories that we're doing. And my name is, you know, on that staff list with everybody else's. Yeah. So that's my contribution to the city, and that's how I want people. That's what I want people to understand. So yeah, yeah have your money, do what you do, create your community garden. Yeah. yeah. Brew your beer, <laughs> in your <Yeah. Hawaii. laughs> wine, do all those things, but but recognize where you are when you're here.
6: Right. Yeah. And plus, you know this city. you seem like the city transform, and you know, and what have you. And that's really important, and especially I'm a transplant so you know i didn't start calling this place home until probably a couple years ago because i have this rule like you really can't talk shit on on your on a city until you've been there for five years
7: plus. <laughs> Real and time. You know how yeah. works.
6: and so after your five years you can talk your shit yeah. <laughs> um but you know it, it's the you know you were talking about the artists and the money yeah. but here's the other side of that coin when the artist can't afford to stay there then there's no art being done sure and so that's also the 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 sad part of it is where it is i mean i was just reading today that houses are going over for uh, for a million dollars or so yeah. like so that means anyone that has a family that's making even 100 g's a year can't afford a home here yeah. and yeah. then uh, and, and also too we also think of, we have to think about different minorities and this also transpires into women's history month a uh, women can't even afford to bo- uh, buy a house on their own here sure. because women do not get paid the same wages as men. Right. And so that's why you have a lot more women and especially lesbian women that are lesbian, excuse me, they're women uh, <laughs> uh, that, are moving to the East Bay and who are starting businesses because that's another factor as well. They right. can't start business here, businesses here, nor can they buy a home. So I mean that. Those are some things that now I feel like San Francisco is battling out. Mm.
1: It, and with storefronts and small businesses, it's crazy. You have to have a really good relationship with your landlord. And I'm so lucky here at Mutiny Radio. But when you have a storefront, they can raise the rent at any time. You, It's not like the rent control board. There's no safety net. If the landlord decides they want to raise your rent $2,500, they can do that. Right. And right. the business owner has no leg to stand on. So it's like if you do... You know, God bless you. Get your foot in the door, and you get the opportunity. Make a really good relationship with your landlord. Do
5: that, or or work to be the landlord, so you can make the rules, right? This is. I want people to aim higher. Oh right. Let's let's own the business and let's own the building. Wow, it's possible. All people really need to do is just dig and see, like what grants and stuff are out there, what opportunities, because. After we had, like, this big reckoning, especially, like, when all the George Floyd stuff happened, Mm -hmm. people really started looking at uh, people of color, in, in opportunities in San Francisco, I mean nationwide, but in San Francisco, we we're looking at opportunities for women of color, people of color. Now there's grants, there's all kinds of initiatives out there that are geared towards making sure that we can get funds, sure. startup funds for some of these businesses, for homes, for buildings, all these different things. It's out there. People just have to really look at it and uh, and and take advantage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you choose your stories for SF Standard? Do you how do you get your ear to the ground? Are you just constantly like moving around the city, like on the bus, listening for things? Are you combing the internet? Like how are you? meaning I mean, the it, culture.
5: It's all those things. Like, and ask any one of my coworkers. Like, I am everywhere all the time, and I also know a lot of people. So I didn't just like pop out and was like, okay, let me go see what I can find. Let me let me Google this. Let me Google that. I mean. I've been building and fostering relationships for a really long time. Yeah. I've worked as a, a community organizer. I've worked in other parts of journalism. Um, I've worked in retail. I've worked at the movies before. I sure. mean, I've done everything. Okay? Right, right, so, right, I just right. Know. so that's how I learn about what's happening in the city is I stay connected to these people because I have a really wide network. Cool. Um, and then really just like, yeah, being on social, being on Twitter, if something pops up, be like, oh my goodness, look at this. We should talk about this. But, uh, you know, like all publications, I have an editor and I got to run things by him right? in order to get it published.
1: Right. Because it's – see, now that's the thing also in, ooh, in journalism. What's changed, I feel like, is that there used to be journalism where when you wrote something, there was someone who checked it and there was both sides and things were measured. But now with the blogosphere, mm-hmm. everybody's opinion is truth mm-hmm. almost. And when you look at Fox News or any of – and you see what they're pumping out – You go, do they have an editor? Are these all just people's own opinions? And what makes it legitimate journalism? And does legitimate journalism even exist anymore? Or is it all you know, paid PR advertisement.
5: No, I can tell you that we, <laughs> <laughs> we're legit of it. You know, we have a whole editorial team. We meet daily. Wow. Um, and yeah, we're not here for the gossip or any of that stuff. Our stories are fact checked. We are all over that. That's rad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause no, but like I've
1: seen even you look at people's speeches and, they're not even fact checked. I mean, back in the Trumpian times, and you'd say they, all the, these oh, yeah. facts, there were no, no one was fact checking him. And that's sort of when the highest person is just a liar, then you're like, what is truth? And then everybody can say everything. And every, I feel like that's what has made the divide in our country is yeah. that yeah. we're all, I mean, my dad sends me the most disgusting things, and he actually believes them. Like, he sent me a thing the other day that said Bill Riley was right. And I was like, you're oh, not God. a joke he's not doing it with any irony and i know that he represents an entire faction of the united states and right. that's real
6: and you know we <laughs> talked so about uh, a couple of weeks ago when there was a whole by uh with uh uh president biden with the whole um i think i think one of the publications was or excuse me it's a blog not a publication lipstick alley uh came out saying that uh instead of checking their facts and their sources um, Oh, starting with the right wing propaganda rag, they said that Joe Biden was, uh, putting out crackpots when that was not the case,
5: <laughs> I sure read that, that yeah. was ridiculous.
6: Right. What so, in the, in the eighties, no, 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 no. This was like for the safe, safe injection sites and stuff like that. You know, um, this is back in February. Well, that was a, uh, conservative publication that put out that propaganda. Unfortunately, you have publications like Black Enterprise Magazine, which is a higher standard of a publication in the Black community, and that has the demographic of people like over fifty and so who are mostly uh, middle class to upper class that read that, who also put that on their website. Oh, it so got spread the, around. So it spread around into the into the Black community, and then Lipstick Alley, who has even more followers, had they. That story came out, and then so now there's a hundred thousand people that got that on top of what happened with uh, a Black Enterprise magazine. So the 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 problem is they did not check their sources. Oh wow. Yeah. And that's and that's a part of journalism that's well, that's not even journalism. That's just I'm just going to copy paste and say here's your news. Right. And that. That's uh, that's very dangerous. Yeah, but they're giving. A, I mean,
1: tin foil is a crack pipe. Like, come on. I mean, if you get it, that's creative. That's all you need is tin foil, I guess. So really, it's. I mean, our, our isn't that is that available in every store? And I mean, what are we doing, just to, to stop this drug problem? I mean,
6: it was easy. The thing is, with the, with the especially a black enterprise, which is legitimate, it's not hard to check out. To find out where this story came from and check your facts. And also too, I mean, uh Jen Psaki talked about it. So who was the White House st- uh uh staff right. uh correspondent? Mm-hmm. And so I mean, there she told you, No, that's not true. That's this was for safe injection sites, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right.
1: Which you, I think are incredibly important. Right. And I'm glad that uh London Breed put one in the city. Yeah. And people said, it's right behind my apartment, actually. And someone said, Oh, are you okay with that? I'm like, Yes. I want, I don't want people to die. Like, give people, they're going to do it either way. Why can't they have access to clean needles, safety, like cleaning up? I, I'm tired of seeing people without shoes. Can we live in the richest city in the world? Can everybody have shoes, please? Like,
5: yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that. At least can we have shoes? Can they, Absolutely. Exactly.
1: Shoe drive. It's so. I'm 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 so glad that London finally pushed that through because when she originally ran, when Edley was still around, or was right after Edley died, she was here and she was did an interview and she talked all about safe injection sites because a family member had died of an opiate overdose and I thought that that was so poignant and um I don't know I live in the Tenderloin I'm just tired of seeing yeah. I saw a person die the other the three three months ago on a Monday night
2: mm-hmm. I was
1: walking home and it was on Leavenworth. And there was, you know, cop cars and things. And then there was this new machine. I'd never seen it before. And it's a, it's a CPR machine. So you don't have to touch people and you sort of put it around the rib cage and it was going up and down. And this person's body was just sort of like flapping and all these people were watching and sort of filming. And I was like, that person's dying right now. And it was really like, whoa,
5: that, I mean, and it's just
1: opiate overdose.
5: Absolutely. That's really heavy. Yeah.
1: And that's, and that's all over our neighborhoods right now. And Mm -hmm. Like I don't know. It, I mean, that's probably the most political thing that touches me most deeply is that here in our community, we're all here. And and I'm such a dick about. I mean, I walk through the tenderloin every day to get here, and I'm like, well, what can I do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we got here, and I don't know why I went on that track. Right. but <laughs> I But do what you need. I know. I know. Like, <laughs> but I want our community to be. I feel like we have the ability to take care of our community. Yeah. And we're we have the our, money for it, right? I mean, I don't have the money, but is everybody thinking to themselves, like, well, I don't have the money for it. Right. So then how do we like collect as a group and say, this is uh, like shoes. (laughs) I just want, anyways, there should be, is there a place can we, I mean, what if like the, I guess that would be gross in the um, library, but just to have like a shoe swap. Like a thing where people could, because I mean, I have shoes. I would drop that off be there. Sanitary, Talk to though. the
5: Salvation Army. Maybe they can organize something.
1: Actually, yeah, because they already get shoes. Yep,
5: they get it all,
6: and they throw them away probably. I just, time. I just
1: want people. I just see so many people with like five pairs of socks walking around, and I'm like, I'm gonna go and
6: do it. I'm gonna do it.
1: Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to. Do it, but it's because we were talking about politics and stuff like that. Yeah, pivot.
5: Want to
6: laugh again? Want to laugh again? <laughs> <laughs> Let's laugh Tomorrow, again. Tomorrow, 6.30. 6.30 to 8 p.m. standard. SF Standard. Variposa. Variposa. yeah and so there are four comedians yeah not comedians comedians
1: all (laughs) ladies i promise i won't be too heavy-handed with the feminism uh which is one of my favorite terms because heavy-handed came from when you used to be able to legally beat your wife you could do it without leaving (laughs) a mark
7: (laughs) because you didn't want to be
1: so don't be heavy-handed because you
6: don't want to leave a mark your oh, wife Lord. i learned two things today i learned cat the cat's, cats in the out of the bag yeah, yeah yeah, and then the heavy-handed heavy-handed damn
1: yeah <laughs> everyone knows everyone knows rule of thumb though right rule of thumb Under- that's when um when you could legally beat your wife with anything thinner than your thumb so they take the stick into court and if it was smaller than your thumb you're fine but if it was bigger than your thumb
6: that sounds that's like probably illegal. how the
1: modern courts are today yeah well it's the way it is in um in Texas, a handful of weed is a felony. Whose hand? I have tiny, tiny hands. <laughs> like, is it a
5: big cop hand?
1: Is it a baby hand? Like, whose hand is a handful this of weed? This is
5: giving me like the whole "if the glove don't fit, you must have quit" vibe right now.
6: <laughs> you said Texas, and I knew we were going to another level. I'm like, oh shit. Oh no, I mean, I'll try not.
1: Like I said, tomorrow I'll be funny. I'll try because sometimes I do get. I get so into feminism and then I, I just, I, it's not a Ted talk, Benjamin. <laughs> it's it's a comedy show. No, I have, I have punchlines.
7: Don't
6: awesome. worry, it'll be okay. I, uh, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you first. Um, there was, um, Oh, there was something I did want to discuss speaking on ladies and stuff. Um, so I was watching, uh, what was that? The, uh, one of the award shows, uh, on sun or no on Monday. And so, um uh, Jane Champion uh who's a female director uh won for uh Power of the Dog. But never heard of it. Yeah. Um didn't see it. Uh but in her speech um she said this. She said something I'm paraphrasing. She said uh you know, I you know, I I appreciate this award and I you know, I've always had to battle it out with men and Venus and Serena were in the audience and because their movie uh, was nominated and I believe Will Smith won for uh, King, um, um, I forgot the name of the movie. Anyway, uh, so basically Jane Champion says like, uh, Venus and Serena, you have never had to play doubles with these men like I have before. Wow. Which I'm like, wait a minute now, are you having a, is this a pissing contest that you have? cuz I didn't like what she said and she got a lot of bla- uh, back backlash huh? uh-huh. uh, <laughs> about it <laughs> backlash um, because what oh. she said was completely false I might like, wait a minute but she
1: basically was she's like you've had it hard but I've had it harder come that's, on that's
6: exactly is she what, is she a POC no.
1: So she's, she, so that's like, so don't, why does she got to keep the stereotype of white woman up? That, man? Come on.
6: That, I'm glad you said Come it, on, not girl, me. Come girl. She's
1: giving me a bad name. That I'm going to get over. You know what? The, <laughs> Venus and Serena, they worked hard, but I worked hard. It was hard. Give me a break. Yeah. Wait a
6: minute. Nah. And I was just like, wait a minute. Are we And the thing? is just like, because I was thinking like, were well, you going to do this in women's history month and have a pissing contest eh? Like, uh... My struggle's just as hard, if not harder, than your struggle. And it, it, it just, like, made me think about... I'm like, well, Venus and Serena not only had to deal with sexism, but the other is racism, and then changing literally the game, period, and endorsements for a lot of female tennis players. I'm like, this woman did not do her homework. That's why I didn't see her movie either, and I don't care to watch I'm gonna,
1: it. I'm gonna watch the movie eventually. I don't know, but... I'm being petty, LaBelle right No, now. yeah, but it just... We have to, it's something I realized this week when Venus was like all in the stars and everything was crazy is that I've got to give out more love because Mm -hmm. when, and and I hate to bring him up because he's such a poopy, but Louis CK has a really great quote where he says, if you're looking at what other comedians are doing, you're going in completely the wrong direction. No one is getting your money. No one is getting your gigs. And I was like, yeah. And then, if you see other people's success, you don't, it, the best thing to do is to show the love and to be like, I'm so happy of your success instead of, well, why am I not getting that success? Right. And so that just switch it into love instead of into, because it's the same energy, but being like petty and like, why is this not happening for me? As opposed to how wonderful that it's happening for you. Right. Aren't aren't you glad we did this together? Well, I mean, even just congratulating someone on their successes, that's not a terrible thing. I mean... It's hard for people to be nice like that. Well, and but that... I mean, I'm trying to be some Buddha shit here, right? Like, that's what I wish people would do for me. And it's it's a thing of, like, show the behavior that you want others to show back to you. And so if you just, like, feel the Venus... Although, I don't know if you felt it. I don't mean to get all woo-woo, but (laughs) this past weekend was crazy. I don't know if you noticed... I mean there was a guy screaming on the street today i I mean i had a raging emotional breakdown i don't know if anybody else was having like but the stars were like all these people screaming on geary street just like the feeling of this weekend was very like like high intense uh, juju yeah i don't know if you felt that
5: i was wasted at a wedding so I i felt something
1: you get but, to you get to ignore it. That's good.
5: That's good. Yeah, I saw uh, a man
6: in a cow suit and some people in a bull uh, suit dancing on a dance floor at a wedding. Oh, that's that was, fun. That was very. That was cool. the same weddings. wedding. That was the same wedding.
5: <laughs> it was the, the one same that, wedding. yeah. Weddings are
1: good. I love weddings. Uh, I do actually, because that's that same thing. You're celebrating the happiness of two people, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. I went to a wedding once and I was in a bad mood, but I had enough whiskeys that uh, I, I changed it. I was like, your happiness, I'm bleh, I'm alone,
6: divorced, bleh.
1: But no, I rejoice in their happiness. Oh my god. Yeah, I know, I'm going to stop being, that's my goal. To be You're not
6: going to be that way tomorrow, though. No,
1: I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm in no. over the moon, dude. I'm so happy. Like, to have such an amazing thing to do on um The special day? What's the day? It's a day with shamrocks and... uh, chitar Tatar. St. Patrick's uh, Day. St. Patrick's Day, yay. But it's great to have something to do where I don't have to be around all the amateurs because I just, um, you know, especially in my neighborhood, there's going to be vomit in nice shoes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, when the amateur girls come out from like the bridge and tunnel and they come out from Walnut Creek and they're like, I'm going to party
6: in San Francisco. (laughs) I'm going to
1: have so much fun tonight.
6: I'm gonna be a stereotype, I though I'm not gonna, Irish. I'm English. I am just I'm really English, like partying for
1: my people. Okay, so oh my goodness, I need another Irish car bomb stat, and then they're outside. What if some show up tomorrow? I think it'll be early. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge. I'm be happy people will be there, but um, on my street at two in the morning when the girls are screaming in the street without their bras and their shoes are in the air, I mean, I. I will rejoice if they step and vomit. That's when I will rejoice in their failure. Oh my (laughs) gosh. It's Saint Patrick's Day. The grossest things happen. White people, you give (laughs) you give them the ability, you go, you know what you get to do today? You get to drink as much as you want
6: and we're cool with it. Especially green beer. That's a sick. Gross, gross, gross.
5: Yeah. I will not be anywhere near that. No, we're gonna be
6: at the awesome. We're gonna be
5: doing our comedy
6: yeah at sf standard at SF standard 6 30 to 8 p.m 2505 tomorrow.
5: mariposa the I'm standard so
6: salon and it's on uh eventbrite as well so you know if you have an eventbrite check it out, check it out. get your ticket and then come on and it's free it and we'll have it's free
5: We'll have uh, wine poured by the amazing Barbara Grada, who's Ooh. a who's a local winemaker. Yeah, cool. She actually, uh, this is gonna sound kind of gnarly, but it's really cool. She originally was making wine out of her garage. Cool. Which is so there's a um, an actual bottle called the uh, garage, garage Blend, Blend. Mm-hmm. which is like one of my favorites. But now she has a storefront. Um, Where's the storefront? It's in Bayview. <laughs> awesome. And she. Um, does her wine out of there, and it's, it's called garage wine. It, it's called Grata, Grata wine, but she has like a bunch of different wines. But that's she's awesome. she's gonna be there pouring, so you get you know to taste a, a very very local winemaker.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who else is gonna be there before you? disappear from us we've got so Grotta wines
5: Grotta wines and i'm actually comedy. getting ready to get some food for us oh and right i on. haven't decided but it will be a woman owned uh, restaurant Fantastic. where i'll be getting some ta- some goodies from Yay. yeah yeah and then it'll be just us having a good time uh the space is lovely we're transforming it into a comedy venue right now so Please. it'll feel like that when you go in there
6: yeah um yeah it's Come on out tomorrow,
5: awesome. everybody. Come on be- out.
1: Thank yeah. you so much for the opportunity. I can't wait tomorrow well, to be there. Well, thank you for the thank opportunity. You for being here. Like, yay. I've also
5: worked in radio, so it feels good to be here. Yeah, and you're actually, great. And actually look at you and have a conversation with both of you. This is wonderful. Yay. Oh, and also, don't forget
6: to check out SF Standard. Uh, they're all over social media. And then, especially on Fridays, Megan usually drops the stories of the week. Oh my gosh. Afternoon. So if you don't like to read, though you should, uh <laughs> check out every friday afternoon she'll give you the weekly update of what's going on around uh, the bay area in san francisco so yeah of yeah, course and yeah. you can
5: find some of our videos on youtube we have an amazing video yes. team oh, that's so because so cool. we realize people consume news in many different ways so yeah. that's why we are I, I call us a multimedia platform so check out our website check us out uh, on socials check us out on youtube we are legit everywhere
1: It's so cool you gotta start like a kid's tiktok version
5: Oh what? Get, like right
1: like <laughs> I know some junior highs who a good partner and they could do it a, a news could you imagine TikTok news with kids
5: Dude I mean this <laughs> is something we, we have thought about things like that so yeah. so it's good to hear that Hell that's, yeah. that's something that somebody else would appreciate
1: Oh my god kids telling me what's going on from their perspective in this city that would be brilliant.
5: Don't you remember
6: there was that TV show in Nickelodeon and there was the Kids News when I was growing up. Oh, that's so, cool. so like they had the kids telling you the news your peers. So, you know, yeah. that yeah. was awesome. And then even back in junior high school when Anderson Cooper had not gray hair. He had a kid's show that had the news of like uh, the youth and stuff. Let's politicize
5: the future. But news was... of the youth. Yeah. All right.
6: Thank I'd
1: you so you much, go. Megan. We'll see you tomorrow. See you. You're amazing. You're and, amazing. Um, I'll
5: see y'all tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go work, work, work. Ooh. Uh,
1: we'll be back in a few minutes here with Mutiny Radio. And uh, yeah, enjoy some Kope, some of the Japanese Bjork.
7: We'll mm-hmm.
2: The with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers.
8: release on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year. Enough for 93,000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how you can help.
2: On Amazon.
3: Let's watch
0: a full length movie on YouTube with my Hi, this is Carl. Friend, I uh, wrote this song. Uh, my turn ons are satin sheets, the way champagne tickles my nose.
1: Just kidding, we're not gonna listen to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman, although it is a great show. Uh, we'll see. We might, we might or might not talk about more things. Uh, who knows? I do hope that you come out tomorrow uh, to that free show at SF Standard. I'm really excited. It's going to be a lot of people there. I'm hoping it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be incredible. Yay. Comedy's fun. Come out tonight to Aciento. Uh It's a beautiful night. It's warm and beautiful outside, which means it'll be a gorgeous night under the stars. Remember, Venus is out there. You can see it. Love is in the air. Feel it. Be nice to each other. <laughs> All right. And come to the SF on tomorrow. Oh, or... um. Friday here to Mutiny Radio. I'm not going to be here. It will be guest hosted by Ian Langlands and J.W. Blunt. I'll be in Livermore, Blockhead Comedy. And Thursday there's also an open mic at Bar at Dolores. If you're a comedian, you want to go to that. But come to the SF Standard, and then you can go after because it goes to like nine. So thanks for hanging out with Mutiny Radio. We're doing a lot of stuff. Me as in, we as in the Queen. No, everybody is. There's a lot of people involved with Mutiny Radio, and I couldn't do it without you, people listening. Feel free to get on that Venmo, throw me a dollar at Mutiny Radio, and if you work for a smarty pants super place like a tech firm that matches, you can always give us money through Media Alliance, and you get a tax write-off, and your job will match you sometimes if you're fancy pants like that. All right. Uh, hey. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. Let's uh let's listen to some gates of delirium. I love this. Uh he will be on tonight at six. Perkins Warbeck coming in hot with all the prog rock.
4: We are listening to Popol Vuh here at the Gates of Delirium, we are going to listen to the final track of Seligspreisung, the 1972 album which translates from the German to mean Beatitude. The final track is entitled Be In Love, Popol Vuh. We just heard Oswork uh, no, we just heard Dixie Dregs, Steve Morris on guitar, Rod Borgenstern on violin, and a tasty duet entitled Old World. Before that we heard the full album by Popal a Belgian band formed in 1972. We're going to move on now after thanking our sponsor, Alfred's World of Trousers, for bringing his love and support for our mission here at the Cage of Delirium. Every week, it couldn't be possible without Alfred and his belief in the power of belief. Alfred's World of Trousers rescuing more than a lumpy man since 1922. Moving on now with Hydria Space Folk. Title of this track is 322. (laughs) Just a reminder, you're listening to The Gates of Delirium. I am Perkins Warbeck. I bring you two hours of great music every Wednesday from 6 to 8, coming to you from the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco, California. My mission may seem hopeless. My quest to retake the crown of England. Crown it is rightfully mine. I think the time will eventually show that destiny favors me. I know this, events will bear me out, equilibrium will be restored in all things beginning, emanating from the English throne, in the meantime there will be strife and discord, abroad the land until peace is restored. And truth reigns once again. We're going to listen to Osric Tentacles. This is Odd Weird. Alfred's World of Trousers is ready to receive you and all your inquiries and queries and needs and secret desires, bring them to Alfred, Alfred has the wisdom of Delphi, he'll cater to your needs one leg at a time. he will have answers to your deepest existential questions. Alfred has been through it all. He has seen the elephant. He has traversed the cosmic divide and he has brought back nuggets of wisdom to dispense to you as he clothes you one leg at a time. This is Oolong Oolong from Osric Tentacles. as the happy couple now. catching that caller pointed out that this is a reprise of what we played earlier Popal Vood I just can't get enough of that band we're going to continue on now with Nakura from Oswick Tentacles I have about five more minutes left here in the show I want to thank all of our sponsors Pamelita Binyamin the spiritual guru and the straw that stirred the drink here at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of Mutiny Radio. And I want to give a shout-out to Tweeka Turner, who is the host of the upcoming show that will follow the gate to delirium this evening. Hi, Matthew. Hello, Tweeka Turner, bringing to you the news from the trenches of the world of queendom (laughs) is that how you would describe it is that permissible the world of queendom okay (laughs) and so we're going to finish off with just a couple more minutes of poopal vu we're just going to finish this song right here And I want to thank you for being with me, Perkins Warbeck, and your host, as your host, The Gates of Delirium. See you next week.
3: It's your boy
0: CFO here, here to let you know that the 5th annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March
4: 1st through 7th
1: to- well, There we go, it was being a poopy, I was like, I'm gonna apply some Billy Joel, which I'm gonna do anyway, so. <laughs>
0: Why not make a donation? Mutiny Radio.FM. Streaming live the station. Mutiny Radio.FM. District of the Mission. Mutiny Radio.FM. Mutiny Radio.
2: The world's deadliest assassins are already dead. A shadowy group of killers for higher resistance.
3: Time if that's what it's all about, Mama. If that's moving up, then I'm moving out.
1: That you told last night It's about
7: cocaine Being an idiot mm, Big, Whoa. Whoa. big oh,
1: Billy, I feel you. I feel you when When you don't feel cool And you're like, look at all the big shots Alright, back to the, I'm just going between two of my favorite albums We're back to The Stranger This is Vienna
3: On. Tell me why are you still so afraid? Mm. Where's the fire? What's the hurry about? You better cool it off before you burn it out. You got so much to do and only so many hours in a day. Hey, but you know that when the truth is told, that you can get what you want or you can just get old. You're gonna. Before you even get halfway through Ooh, when will you realize Vienna waits for you? Slow down, you're doing fine You can't be everything you wanna be before your time Although it's so romantic on the borderline Tonight, tonight you lead You're so ahead of yourself that you forgot what you need. Though you could see when you're wrong, you know you can't always see when you're right. You're right. You got your passion, you got your pride, but don't you know that only fools are satisfied. Dream on, but don't imagine they'll all come true. Ooh. When will you reach And awaits for you You Slow down you crazy child And take the phone off the hook And disappear for a while You can just get old You're gonna kick off Before you even get halfway through Why don't you realize Vienna waits for you When will you realize Vienna waits
7: I wear my heart out